Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. So, <laughs> so, um, somebody significant to me said something and not that long ago that, that I, I pay attention to things. I think it's from my background as a, as a, um, I learned violin through mute. I learned to play music through hearing. I I didn't know how to read music, and so I guess I'm a what you would call an auditory learner. I guess, <laughs> although although I'm very visual as well. I really like. Um, I actually really love beauty. I do. I absolutely love beautiful things and colors and. Um, but anyway. <laughs> So this person had said, I know how you all love to talk about yourselves. And it, it, it had been ringing through my head over the last few podcasts that I've been doing, something just that has been in the back of my mind I've been thinking about. Um, me, in particular, turning from from talking about ideas to talking about myself a little bit more and then and then I was thinking this morning about um, when I did the interview with Tracy Hazard she actually wrote in the description that I'm that I'm self-critical she used the I think she used the word critical and and I don't consider myself self-critical. I consider myself um, reflective. I'm very self-reflective. I'm, I'm, but it's, but it's actually about the work. It's about, it's about my attempts to, to create a reality. through the power of that, the power of that which creates everything. So I'm aware of the fact that I'm not necessarily doing the one who's creating it in a lot of ways. Um, However, I am the one who is practicing the skills to have that which, an outcome. Let me try to just, just, say it a little bit more as some people might want to say scientific i'm 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 in the practice of trying to create an outcome through the power of my intention i suppose and so my the basic premise that everything that i do all of my content really is about is that I became incredibly aware that we actually do create our reality. I just became aware of that. And I will tell you that when I became aware of that, it was daunting. I was I was in some ways not happy about it. 
I mean, you would think that, that the truth would set me free, but in all actuality, the truth was like, oh my God, like, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Because what really started to happen was I was, I was having these huge swings and, and, and I, and I would ask my listeners to please not mistake this with a mental health diagnosis (laughs) because this time was like very set apart from any other time in my life so it wasn't like I had onset onset late 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 onset like bipolar but that's I mean and and I was I was having these like like every day I would be in these places of elation I mean just elation I mean I was just elated I was just like completely filled like with joy like like I was like on cloud nine and then I would be in like the literal pit of hell so and this went on for a little bit I'm gonna say like a few months where I was just I was just like high and low and high and low with the knowledge that I create my reality. That was part of it, that I couldn't hold. I couldn't hold my, my beliefs. I couldn't like, like, God, how do I word this? It was sort of like, like what was up in my head and my my actual what I was seeing were so diametrically different that I I could not hold a that positive wavelength for long 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 periods of time. So what has happened now is that I don't have I I honestly do not have those periods of elation as elated as I did before. I have them for periods of time. You know, most of the time, I'm in a happy place. But it's a more balanced place than it was. I'm not on this like roller coaster. I'm, you know, I'm, I spend a whole, whole lot of time on a phrase that Abraham Hicks would use, which would be a high flying disc. I'm like pretty, I'm pretty happy, but I'm not elated. I'm not blissed out. I'm not, you know, um, like I was when I first learned that I create my reality. I had a whole lot of other stuff going on though. Like I had, um, that I just have to point out because I know that that was part of it that I was going through um, a horrible breakup from somebody that I believed at the time that I really loved. And, um, and I also didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. I didn't have like an income. So it was, it was not, 
it was not a good time. <laughs> and it took a while for me to recover um, from financially and everything else, from how things went down. And they didn't get better really for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm talking... Um, but it was never as bad as it was in the very, very beginning. And I also had this that I don't even know how to describe. I had this amount of information coming at me that was exponential and I didn't know how to sift through it. I didn't know what was going on because I had so much information coming that I, I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I just didn't. And I was totally alone. I hadn't, I had nobody to talk about this to. I mean, like, who's going to listen to me? And, and they would have put me in a mental hospital. They would have. And my family probably wanted to. They're, they're like, she has completely gone off her rocker. And all they would have done is, is given me medication and, you know, probably let me go in seven days all drugged up. And I didn't want to be drugged up. And uh, deprogrammed me. <laughs> Try to deprogram me. <laughs> so, so my days are about the work. Like, like, I am doing this work all day, every day. Like, even when I'm, like, doing the work, doing my actual, like, writing reports and going to visits and everything, I'm still practicing the principles of creating, you know, because sometimes I'm, I'm creating with somebody else. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be present with another person and, you know, whatever they're trying to create. And just, you know, kind of holding a, what they call holding a space for this person um, to, you know, be able to have whatever they want in their life. <clears throat> but, um, so I've had some like really weird things going on um, in my, <laughs> in my reality. Um my creation, right? Um, so one thing that I just, I, I can't figure out, you know, because I get these signals all the time. And about a week ago, I was driving along and in front of me was a license plate that had my name spelled, my name on it. And it was spelled the way I spell it. It's very unusual, well, not anymore. But when I was a kid, it was extremely unusual. Nobody had my name spelled the way my name was spelled. My mom was very creative. <laughs> and it was so bizarre to like see this license plate. I'm like, what? So, you know, what I do, I like evidence. So I take a picture of it. Take a picture. It lasts longer. Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> anyway, so... So so then I'm like driving, I keep seeing my birth year. I keep seeing my birth year like everywhere. And I, I can't figure out like why, because normally I see things about other people. 
I see things about other people um, normally. But recently, I've been seeing things about myself. So, okay, so then I'm, then another time, I didn't have time to stop. I didn't have time to take a picture of this one. But, so I had gone, I drive a lot for my, for my job, and I had driven out to a place that I'm, I'm not really that excited to drive to, to be honest. Um, so I drive out to, to, see this person and then I'm driving back and I see my name on a sign um apparently somebody you know how they like you know somebody they dedicate some part of a road to somebody and it had my name and the spelling of my name I'm just like what um and and so and and then just trying to find the meaning of that like you don't know what that's about, like why I'm seeing signs about me, like, and 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 it's not even that I don't enjoy it. I mean, but like I, it's not like I'm like I like to see signs about other people. I do. I I like when the universe gives me signs more so about other people uh, than, than necessarily myself. So, but getting back to the work, I, <laughs> I've just been obsessed. I've been obsessed recently with preparing for something. So I'm, I'm planning to go to another event and I am so excited. Like, I can't stand it how excited I am. Like, I am so excited. Like, I, I'm like, I am, I am just over the moon about this event. And, and I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to, to get my, my stuff together. And so this is why I've been a little bit quiet recently with my podcasting and my YouTubes because I've just been totally focused on getting prepared for this event. And so I, I, you know, and like every single detail and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm not generally the most detailed person in my life. I make, I make jokes about this, that my mom and I, were very, very different people. And my, my mother was always just like on me because I was not prepared. I was not prepared for a trip. She would be packed two weeks early and I'm, you know, throwing stuff in a bag 30 minutes before we have to leave. You know, I'm just not, I'm not this detail oriented, but I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to figure out, um, like what I'm going to take. Um, it's, it's a, it's at a different location than I would normally like, um, I have not been to this region of the world in years. Um, and even when I did go, it was a different part of the 
region than where I'm going. Um, and so I just, I just, I'm just not even sure what to expect. And, <laughs> and my friend, one of my best friends came to visit me over the weekend and she was so negative about this place. She just, well, it's going to be hot and humid. She just kept saying these very, very negative, you know, um, comments about, um, and I, and I've gotten like, it might, somebody else in my life is just like, you know, you're going to have to be really careful because it's not safe there. I mean, I've just been getting all of this feedback. It just makes me laugh. I'm just like, you know, I, I just got to not listen to you people and trust my own, you know, instincts. But I'm, you know, I'm prepared for, you know, an 80 degree high. And I and I did look it up and it has a lot of humidity, which I'm I'm not really that fond of, but we'll figure this out, right? <laughs> but I have to tell you, it has been the process. The pr- process of preparing like to go to these like events, you know, cause I, I've been to two others last year. I was, you know, honored to be able to do that. And, and this gives me an opportunity to practice my skills in a different way. Um, in a very different way. It's, um, and this really is my life. This is my life. Like it's, so when I go to these events, it's like I'm practicing, like I'm testing my skills, my skill set. And, and I have been incredibly, that's been one of the processes about going to these events that has been very joyful for me is that I'm just on, I'm just there, I'm present, I'm, you know, I am just, I am literally soaking this information into my soul. I mean, this is, this is it for me. This is um, my life. And so I'm, I'm, a <laughs> so I'm trying to practice. It seems so like trite, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not preparing necessarily, necessarily doing the actual subject matter right at the moment. I'm preparing like what I'm going to wear, <laughs> what I'm going to pack I'm, I'm like getting, um, my travel arrangements. Um, I had, I did, I did, I had to change some of them recently and that was really fun, uh, that it actually worked out. I was really happy about it. Um, what had happened was, is that I, I was trying to get a flight. I couldn't get a flight that out that would allow me to be, to relax at the end of this event that day. So basically I wanted to leave the next day. 
and I have been trying to get this arranged, but like, and then I was, I was able to get it arranged. So I'm leaving the next day. So I don't have to worry at the end of the event about being stressed out. Oh my God, I've got to get an airplane, which was what I was worried about. Um, and so that's all arranged and, and, uh, and it was really kind of fun, like (laughs) calling the airline. (laughs) So I, I think this is just so funny. So I called the airline and I said, you know, how much are you going to charge me to change my flight a day? And the guy says, well, and he's, he's got like a really heavy accent. I can't tell you where he was from, but, and he says, well, um, if you, I can upgrade you to like, like a different class. Like I can upgrade you to the front for an extra $200 and then you won't have to pay the other fee. And I'm like, (laughs) And so I'm like, I'll take it. But then I didn't know if I had an extra night at the hotel yet. So I couldn't like book it right then. But anyway, so it all worked out. But I was really excited. I've never, I I think I have like a long time ago. Um, I've flown in the front of the plane, which I, you know, that's kind of fun, you know, to have a little more room and just be quiet. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny for $200. Um, but anyway, so I'm trying to prepare for this. And and I had, I really, I guess I know this about myself, but this is just, you know, very clarifying for me about that I, I'm, I am a pretty sentimental person. Um. Uh, I'm pretty sentimental. I I I like to get new things, but I like old thing my old things too. And um and so like I've been I've been like wondering if I need a new suitcase. I'm like, you know, should I um but I really it's like I don't need a new suitcase. I like my suitcase. I have I bought this really great suitcase. Um, I don't know. I want to say it's like 15. I've had it for 15 years. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I think I've had it for 15 years. I do. Oh my God. Oh, geez. Maybe I do need a new suitcase, but anyway, and I really like it. Um, and uh it's like it's a small little roller you know and so i have to cram everything into this suitcase cuz i refuse to bring more than one suitcase i will not so i have to make everything fit into and and i'm going to be gone quite a bit quite a length of time and so um what i'm trying to say is that it's not as easy as you would think to for a woman to cram this much clothing into, you know, clothing and shoes and everything I'm going to need for this amount of time. So it's like, I have to have shoes that are going to match all these different outfits and what kind of shoes and like, do I really need walking shoes? Like, cause my, 
<laughs> my friend was telling me this weekend that um uh you need some sneakers and you know the, the, god you know i i don't even know what to say about myself i hardly ever wear like what you would call like sneakers the only time i wear sneakers is when i am when i am exercising when I go to the gym or when I do my hiking, I wear a jogger, like jogger, hiker type of shoe. Other than that, I never wear, I mean, I wear like Converse, like tennis shoes, like, or, you know, um, but I don't wear sneakers. I don't know why. I guess I don't like the way that they look for an everyday look. <laughs> Oh my God. I just don't even know what to say about that. I know some people like live in them. They wear sneakers all the time, but like, I don't, I, I just, um, I prefer, I don't know. So I'm trying to find like a sandal that might be able to get wet. I mean, I don't know. I don't really, I honestly, I'm not really sure. Um, but, uh, but I can say that I am just incredibly elated. I am elated about this trip. I, I can hardly contain myself. It's like, I don't, I don't, you know, it's like interrupting my, this joy to like have to do the things that I really have to do right now um, with my work. Like, you know, it's like interrupting what I really want to think about um, to do what I have to do in my own life, you know, just everyday things I do. But, um, yeah. And so the details and the process, like, and, and, and enjoying that because I'm technically not on the trip yet. Right. I'm very excited about the trip, but I'm also excited about the preparation for the trip. I'm excited about putting in orders and waiting for them to come. Like I've, I've ordered some things online, um, some clothing items online for this trip, and I'm waiting for them to come. And, and uh, some stuff I've had to send back. I've already sent two things back that I ordered. <laughs> Um, I tried them on and like, it's like, nope, nope. So I sent them back. Um, and, um, and some stuff hasn't come yet and it's just like so much fun. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, like just this process of trying to match this with that and that with that. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, my listeners, you know, my, my, this, this, I thought this was just fascinating. So I've shared with y'all that um, I'm aware of, of, that I do, I have body dysmorphia. I've, I've had this since I can remember. I think since I was like in middle school, like 12 years old, I remember, um, starting to talk about my weight at 12 years old. And um, 
and thinking I was overweight when I was 110 pounds. You know, it's just, it's just truly outrageous. But anyway, um, so I've had this my whole life and you would think, you know, like this is one of the things that comes to mind for me, you know, would an enlightened person have body dysmorphia? Or would they just like be so completely like in some ways separate from their body or just like these are these are things that they wouldn't even think about. This would be a vanity that they wouldn't even consider, you know. But I I don't know. I don't know. Um and it doesn't like rule, rule, rule my life. I mean, it's not like it's over the top, but I have this thing, you know, going on with me. Um, and I had gone to my favorite secondhand store last week. I go to this store and I, I think that I'm guessing that I have spent a minimum of $100 a month in the last year at this secondhand store. A minimum of $100 a month. And and I bring people in. I bring like my daughter in. I bring friends in, family in that come in to visit me. I take them to this store, this secondhand store. So I'm I walk up to this last week and they have this mannequin outside and there's this this outfit and I'm like I, I'm looking at it and it's not something that I would normally buy, but there's just something about this skirt. I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, I really like that skirt. I don't even know how to, I don't know what's happening right now, but I just really like it. So I, um, so I end up, um, going in. Okay. I have to preface this because I forgot to tell you all. I had just come from working out. So I go to work out. And then I had gone to my favorite place to have my Mexican corn chowder, my Mexican corn soup. Okay, so I, I go I go work out, I go have my soup, and then I run over across the street and I see this skirt. So I have on like like workout clothes and I'm wearing a hoodie. I walk in and I said, I would like to try on the clothes on the mannequin. And she barely looks up from whatever she's doing. Um, but she says, I know the shirt won't fit you. It's a small. And I and I and I I look at her and I just I just was like <laughs> I didn't even know what to say. I was just like I was so taken back by that. Like, like, what is that supposed to mean? And like, I, so I, I can't try on the shirt. I mean, cause either the shirt will or it won't fit me. I like the shirt with the skirt. So like, what? But I didn't say this out loud, but then she said, she said it, she goes, Oh no, it's okay. I'll just go, you know? And I'm like, no, I was like, just don't bother. Like, um, and I looked at her 
And I said, I cannot believe you just said that to me. And and then she was really trying to backtrack. She was trying to like um, backtrack from what she had said. And then I just said it again. I looked her square in the eye because she was wearing a mask. I couldn't even see her face. And I said, again, I cannot believe you just said that to me. And I walked out. Okay. And I have to say, this store, the people that work there are really hit and miss for me. Sometimes they're friendly, sometimes they're not. Um, they're, they know who I am because I shop there so much, but they're not always polite. And I hear the way they talk to uh, about other customers. And... <laughs> I had this other thing happen when I was in there. I had I had gone into another shop and I I had bought this just is so so crazy but it's true. So there was this plant, this person who had put this house plant into like the soil into this mossy kind of thing and had tied it up with like like jute kind of kind of rope and 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 so there's no planter so when you water this plant it like drips and I had bought the plant okay so and I'm like okay I didn't want to leave it in the car because it was summer so I was like okay well I'll just carry it so I'm carrying this plant well it hadn't been watered recently so it wasn't dripping and I mean, it was really well contained. It wasn't like soil was dripping out of the thing. But the lady was like, can I hang that up for you? I don't want any of that on my, basically on my clothes. <laughs> and, I just, and I was like, fine. I said, but don't let me forget it. Because my bigger issue was I was, I was afraid I would forget it. Um, but these are like the little annoyances that I remember from this place. But they're very hit or miss. But this time, she said something, you know, and it was like, and I mean, I have body dysmorphia, but what if I was full stop anorexic? Like, how do you say that to people? You wouldn't fit into that. Like, like what was the implication that I'm like, like, what was she implying? And like, you could say that I'm, that I'm, but every single woman that I have shared this story with understood exactly what I was saying, exactly why I was upset by what she said. So then I end up running home. So I run home and I go online to try to find this skirt <laughs> online and it's a brand that it is expensive. And this skirt was $50 at the secondhand store. And it was really actually a very good price. And so, and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to replace it. So I sent my son in. So my son went in and, and got the skirt. But I'll never shop there again, ever. I will never shop there again. They've lost a customer. And and the thing is, is that they don't care. That's the thing about some of these shops, some of these shop owners. And I don't know if it's like this everywhere or if it's just 
it, but over the years, these kinds of things have happened to me where somebody has insulted me in a way and I've never shopped there again because they were so rude. Um, and it's mostly older women, older women, older women than what I am even now. And they're just, I don't know what it is. They're, they're just this sense. They're just grumpy. I, I don't know what it is, but, um, anyway, so now I've been trying to find a shirt to go with this skirt. Um, these little details, uh, for me in the process of getting ready. So, so what I'm noticing it, about myself is, is that I am just so much more settled in, in the process of things and in the, the preparation or in the, like, I'm, I'm having more fun along the way of the whole process. And, and, and then even when, when this is done and I'm, whatever happens after, like I'm, I'm doing okay with the, cause like sometimes in the past, you know, like when I would go do something, I would be sad that it ended. I would be really, really sad that it ended and I didn't want it to end whatever it was, but I'm actually okay that these events that I've been going to, like when they end, like I'm okay with the ending of it. Um, partly because it has an intensity that I don't think, um, it has an intensity. How do I word this? That can be sustained long-term. Like, like, it, and it's not that it's not a wonderful thing, but there is an intensity to it and, and a focus that, um, I suppose you could work up to if you were going to live this way, like you could work up to this and be able to sustain this on a long-term basis, but, um, it's, it's pretty intense it's intense. It's, um, it's, um, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm, I'm so focused on it and I'm so like, I'm so, I am completely engrossed in the activity. Um, there's a lot of meditation that goes on at these events and I'm, I am completely engrossed in that meditation and there are times where I'm I'm it's I'm trying to figure out how to word this I am espousing I'm expending a lot of energy when I'm engaged in that meditation it's not it's not that I'm I'm sitting there and it I'm I'm really, and, and there's times where I come out of it and I am just 
like I don't even know how to describe where I'm at because I'm and it's not that I would change a thing I wouldn't change anything about it but um and so like I'm there are times where I'm ready for that meditation to end because I'm like there's a beginning a middle and an end and it's like I can't I can't hold on to this like any any longer like I'm I'm getting I'm getting really really like tired even in <laughs> of holding whatever energy that I'm I'm trying to hold <laughs> I don't know if any of this is making sense but um yeah I'm kind of like all over the place today um it is in the process like in the process of of my life of our lives like that that's why i think that that this subject matter is so fascinating because it's it i mean it's just it's like it's it it's like this is what it is this is what we're here to do this is why we live. We we incarnate into a, a body to come here to experience life on this planet. And it's just it's just the most you know and then we get to create whatever it is. You know. Think about um the work of um, Don Miguel Ruiz, I think that's how you say his name, I'm not sure, but he wrote The Four Agreements, and he talks about this in his work, that we can create either a heaven or a hell, that all of it's a dream, that when we're awake, we're dreaming, and when we're asleep, we dream, that it's all a dream. And, and that... <clears throat> I just had this like really weird recollection of um I I had had this dream where I I believe that I that I actually saw into a different a parallel life of my parents um I had I was looking down on them and they were they were happy and they were married they were still together like they um my dad passed away when my mom was my age now when um they had been married for 33 years and my so a lot of my mom's life he wasn't with her but in this and I told her about it. I said, I had a dream about you and my and dad. And it was like I saw them together and they were happy. It was really weird. So like maybe when we're dreaming, we're we're going into different dimensions and seeing different realms and possibilities and um so we think we think we're we're 
we're just imagining, but maybe imagining isn't what we think it is. Maybe imagining is tapping into possibilities that perhaps already exist. I don't know. (laughs) All of life is a dream, right? So I'm attempting to dream a really good dream. (laughs) And that's that's what what it's all about. But anyway, I again I appreciate you listening and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.